Hello and welcome to Weekly Weird News, a brought to you in association with Cutting the Ball in the Post Truth Apocalypse. I'm Ben. As always, I'm joined by Mike. Hello. And Claire. Hey. This is a, basically a celebration of the weird shit we found over this last week. Let's jump into it. Let's get into it, yeah. QAnon supporters gather to welcome JFK Jr., who they falsely believe faked his own death and will run with Trump. <laughs> Have you heard about the QAnon thing with JFK Jr.? No. Basically, he's the guy that's like, he's gonna, he's, he's not dead. He's gonna come back and run with Trump in 2024, even though JFK was a Democrat. <laughs> right. Um, but. Yeah, it, it's this is a bit mad. It's it is mad, and there's a postscript of this which I've seen. So not the one that was shot in the head, no. No, that's his dad. Yeah, so his, his G. Right, okay. Now QAnon supporters are gathering for an event in Texas on Tuesday, at which they falsely believe JFK Jr. will reveal he's not dead and announce a 2024 presidential run with Donald Trump. Do you know where they're gathering? Where? Where JFK was shot. Now, I'm really sure JFK Jr. wants to revisit that place. Well, he would if he wasn't dead himself. Well, yeah, if he was alive, why would he <laughs> want to go there? How did he die? Plane crash. He's not just going to come, ta-da, <laughs> after all these years, is he? He no. faked it. Okay. This is a QAnon believe, remember? I rolled my eyes as soon as I saw QAnon. <laughs> <laughs> Pictures posted on social media appear to show scores of people outside the AT&T Discovery Plaza in downtown Dallas overnight on Monday, many of them wearing T-shirts displaying support for Mr. Trump. According to images shared by the journalist Steve Monticelli, publisher of the Protean magazine and a contributor to the Daily Beast and Byline Times, some of those present were dressed in political campaign-style T-shirts, emblazoned with the words, quote, Trump slash JFKJ. Mr. Monticelli said a popular QAnon theory recently is that JFK Jr. of the Kennedy family will be making a big announcement at Dealey Plaza by the Grassy Knoll sometime <laughs> tomorrow. On the Grassy Knoll! It's disgusting, isn't it? This is what I, they, they just I, said. I know what his big announcement is. I was the shooter on the Grassy Knoll. Well, JFK Jr.? Yeah. He was a child, yeah. though? <laughs> he was like four? I'd rather believe that than this. They just don't. Creating these little sort of demonstrations to sell their uh, merch. Yeah. The t-shirts, honestly. Yeah, they just, just milk, they're milking it for everything they can now. Yeah. And uh, now JFK Junior, Junior, I was going to say that JFK Junior. I was going to the American side of things. Yeah, you're from New Jersey. He's from New Jersey. He's JFK Junior. <laughs> As an American lawyer, he died along with his wife, Carolyn Bassett, and her sister Lauren in 1999 when a plane he was flying crashed into the Atlantic Ocean off the coast of Massachusetts. Hmm. Now, obviously, he belonged to the eminent political family of the Kennedys and was the son of the 35th US President, John F. Kennedy, and uh, First Lady Jacqueline Kennedy, later Onassis. His father, who was assassinated in '63, is also the subject of several false conspiracy theories related to his is death. Is he really? Yeah, really. <laughs> nah, J JFK is only the biggest. J <laughs> the JFK assassination basically spawned modern conspiracy, conspiracy theory. Over, it, it did. It was the first one because nothing fit. Yeah. Nothing still fits. And those it? files that were meant to come out, that they, they, I think we discussed this yeah. last week, didn't we? They've been Pushed put back. back and yeah. yeah, I still go for this subscription. He was shot by accidentally by one of his own secret uh, service guys. CIA. 
fingerprints all over that. Well, Claire? I, I, I think he, he was too radical and he, he wanted, you know... He was a threat to the CIA. Yeah. They wouldn't allow it. Well... We'll get on to we'll do a, a three uh, it'd probably be like a three or four parter on JFK at some point. Maybe we should wait till these you know yeah. we'll these yeah. files we'll come out and so we'll quick. We'll do an emergency broadcast. Won't we? Oh yeah, but I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, I've got to I've got to get into Oswald and his backstory and mm. I'm gonna go you know he defected to Russia and those you know his tax returns are still exempt, are still classified. Was he a patsy? Could he have hit the president at that distance at that speed? Oh, with that rifle, who knows? Wasn't it a really sharp rifle? That's actually a bit of a misconception. There's nothing wrong with that rifle. It was it was a rifle. It did exactly what it did in the tin. Mm. I've read pieces where ex-marines have tried to fire from that building and they couldn't get, they couldn't get the they shot. They couldn't hit a melon or... Carlos Hancock, who was the Marines, US Marine Corps chief sniper in Vietnam, the most successful sniper, couldn't reproduce the, the Kennedy shot. That Oswald is, but he's managed to have scored two hits out of three, including a headshot. I but don't this is think the best of the best, you know. Carlos Hancock's the best, of the best, and and um, Lee Harvey Oswald was was just a, a radar man. Mm. Exactly. Mm. Was JFK Junior on the grassy knoll? <laughs> <laughs> a baby with a sniper rifle. There's no more dangerous combination in warfare. <laughs> so a toddler with a sniper yeah. rifle. Now, some staunch believers of QAnon think that JFK Jr. is in fact alive and well and plans to make a return to public service and announce a tilt at the White House as Vice President on Mr. Trump's ticket, who has not yet announced a 2024 run, but is widely considered by many to be the favourite to win the Republican nomination if he does so, and yes, he probably will be. But it's amazing, isn't it? This key prediction has not come true. None of them have. Come on, yeah. But they still believe it. They brought the T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just to sum it up, QAnon, the wide-ranging conspiracy theory based on factually incorrect information that Mr. Trump is waging a secret war on the elite, Satan-worshipping paedophiles in government, business and the media. I wish he were, because then I would support him. <laughs> I'm saying that there are elite Satan-worshipping paedophiles in government. You forget the lizard man. Well, I'm not going that far. <laughs> it's interesting, see... There's an interesting postscript to this story that I saw the Rolling Stones recently played a concert in, in Texas uh, a couple of nights after this and some of the QAnon people are outside that saying that Keith Richards is actually JFK Jr. <laughs> I've heard that one. And Keith Richards has been there ever since the land before time and he, let's face it, he was, at the, he was like the Garden of Eden, you know, Adam and Eve are there and he was like, oh, that's Keith, he was here before. I don't know. <laughs> Guy's taking so many drugs he should be dead three times over. Can't kill a British rock star, can you? Not with drugs, anyway. <laughs> yeah, so JFK Jr. didn't come back and uh, he's not Keith Richards and Donald Trump isn't waging a war on satanic worshipping paedophiles. Satan worshipping paedophiles. Well, certainly if he was, he should make that more known and we'd put your vote for him. <laughs> <laughs> if we could. Because I'm not for Satan worshipping... If, if he was doing that. Because I think we can all agree that we're not for Satan worshipping paedophiles in government, business and media. No. So we'd probably vote Trump if he made that more clear. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> London underground graffiti vandal claimed he was creating a job for the person cleaning it. Oh, <laughs> As the fences go. Uh, 
A graffiti vandal who caused over £130,000 worth of damage to the London Underground claimed he was creating a job for the person cleaning it. Bakari Adams, 33, was caught red-handed when officers discovered his favourite tag was the very same one tattooed on his knuckles. Oh, you don't have that done. It just gives you away. Not the brightest paint in his box, is he? At least been listening to that new music. Oh, he has. He's been dumbed down. Uh, Dozens of trains and stations were damaged by Adams, totaling 77 offences, all committed across the city railway system. British Transport Police officers started investigating the 33-year-old by 2016 by interviewing people who said they'd been said they'd seen somebody trespassing on the railway, sometimes in the dead of night, and scrawling tags on trains and other property. When enough evidence was accumulated, Adams and a second man, 31-year-old Jake Martin, were arrested at their homes in December 2018. Look, I don't believe, I don't think they should do it on the trains, but fair play. If, if you come in near a city centre on the train, there's nothing that says city like a tag. <laughs> <laughs> and if I'm on that train and I didn't see that bit of graffiti, I think I'd be like a bit... Well, it depends where I'm going. It's actually, in a city, if I'm going to, into London on the train... Birmingham, Birmingham. a bit of, bit of taggage about bit, the bit place. Of taggage, you know? all right. If I'm going into Shrewsbury, then no. <laughs> I want you to be a quaint medieval town. What about a big tag with a big O for Sir Shrewsbury? Oh no, I'd spit on it. I'd piss out the window to cover it every time. Something a bit classier. Shrewsbury. Shrewsbury. The big huge O mm-hmm. right in the middle of it. Fuck him. Fuck anyone who pronounces it, pronounces it that way. 130,000? So they're not just going to leave it there? Do they not see it as art at all? No, because it's just his shitty tag. Mm. His Banksy, it's different, isn't it? Well, well Claire's saying what's the difference between him and Banksy? They're both being creative. Banksy's better? Well, I don't know. I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing what he's done. Some of the, you know, train stations are rather dowdy, dark, nasty, you know. They, they could commission something really nice. And, and, and help people that are, you know, that are like this. They should have caught him and gone, look, do you want to do something quite productive? You know, make this train well, station uh, look like X. Well, if you had a decent free education system, we could have gone to art school. Oh, Whatever God. You know, the same way you say, oh, if, if Austria in the 1920s had a decent arts, had a decent education system, Hitler would have been in art school. Could have changed him. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go give him this Hitler. <laughs> Let him into art school. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I like some of those murals at the side of buildings you see. I don't know who's doing them, but they're, they're, they're you know, they're being done, aren't they? But you know, a tunnel mm. with like somebody with their mouth open around the tunnel, you know, it's yeah. really clever art that makes, you know, turns your turns your head, isn't it? You yeah, know? makes it more interesting. I'm yeah, not exactly against it. Depends what it is. I mean, if it's just obscenities and yeah, or some dude's shitty tag. Yeah. But, but I do what you're saying, he's being creative. He is being creative. And, you know, even though it's just his tag, you've got the blending of it, you know, it's not, it's not who's easy. Say, yeah, but who's to say it's actually some shitly scrawled symbol? Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm hoping it's one of these really big tags that blends from, like, you know, turquoise through to yellow, through to green, and, he, you know, he's gone to town on it. Oh, it's just like, fuck you up, bitch, written somewhere. Fuck you up, bitch. <laughs> Do one. Yeah, Clean it's it off. Get your scrubber out. FYUB. <laughs> Scroll somewhere. Get your scrubber out. 
Well, you should clean it up anyway, fuck him. Okay. Right, moving on. Bit more Trump. Yeah, so, a bit Trump heavy this week, sorry. Oh, yeah. More of Trump supporters say that they've met werewolves, vampires, or demons than Biden supporters. Clearly, none of the Biden supporters have met Joe Biden. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> He's obviously some kind of creature of the night. Mm. So, in a Halloween-themed YouGov poll of 1,000 American adults, 7% of the Trump supporters surveyed report having personal encounter with a werewolf in comparison to 1% of Biden supporters. <laughs> right, so, I've got to ask. That just shows how po- polarised they are, isn't it? Yeah, because you if your supporter base believes in werewolves, they're going to be quite easy to trick. <laughs> <laughs> well, the fact that they claim they've seen more werewolves than Biden supporters means that they're not mixing with Democrats, are they? They're very polarised. Yeah, because they're meeting with other people <laughs> who've met werewolves. Well, when did they, you know, a thousand people, when did they answer this? Were they drunk? Uh, <laughs> hey, there's a political conference in the US, who knows? I imagine it's probably online. But some people might have just ticked yes for a laugh, innit? Yeah, have you, have yeah, you yeah. seen a vampire? It was a Halloween themed yeah, poll, exactly. so yeah. Well, did they lie about the 1% of Biden supporters? And why would it ask you just like the very last question? Are you a Trump or a Biden supporter? You know? Maybe. It's a bit of a weird poll, anyway. But then again, you can also look at a lot of Trump supporters, or some of the most hardcore ones, are these uh, evangelical types. Who fully believe in demons and, and shit like that. Yeah. So I suppose if you're interviewing that guy, like, oh, have you ever seen a demon? Yes, I have. I, I want exercise from my nan in 1993. Hmm. So despite uh, Trump supporters apparently meeting more of the furry shapeshifters, Biden supporters are more likely to believe in the existence of... Lycanthropes. Lycanthropes. What are they? It's a posh name for werewolves. Oh, right, Okay. One in ten Trump voters said that they encountered a demon <laughs> in comparison to 8% of Biden voters. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> when it comes to vampires, 4% of Trump fans said uh, they've met Dracula in comparison to 1% of <laughs> Biden supporters. Hello, I'm Dracula. Pleased to meet you. Pleased to meet you. Yes, I'm campaigning with Donald Trump. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and an equal number of Trump and Biden supporters say they've met a ghost. 20%. 20%. With Biden supporters claiming to have met a psychic. Oh, you can't meet, can't meet a witch. <laughs> oh, I can't believe that this isn't being taken seriously, no? Nah, it's just it's part of a thousand people. It is a thousand idiots. On Halloween. Yeah. People just... Yeah. Can I just point out that it's worth that your education level may also play a part in whether a person believes in ghosts and... Americans with a postgraduate education are least likely to believe in ghosts at twenty percent compared to forty one percent overall. Still quite high though, isn't it? Twenty eight percent. I don't do ghosts. I've not seen enough evidence. No. Some blurry photo with what might be a face is not good enough for me. Or a ghost penis. <laughs> is that cause you woke up with a ghost penis in your mouth? That uh, <laughs> once? Um, <laughs> Haven't we all? <laughs> no, 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 mm. you! No. No, no, just you, mate. Just you. Mm. Ah, bollocks. That's. Ah, to show you that people in America just. 
I think the demon thing is legit. I think the evangelical side, they're really into that shit, aren't they? Yeah, and believing in that sort of thing. Alright, well, I got them. A real life squid game is taking place in Abu Dhabi. I mean, are, they, are they killing people? Uh. Never. Oh, it, it'll be um, with, you know, paintballs, won't it? Gotta be. Alright. Well, that's really fine, eh? So, as the great Mark Fisher once said, and who Mark Fisher is, there is no alternative to capitalism. This rings particularly true with the success of Squid Game, a show about a group of debt-ridden citizens who would rather take place in a murderous game show than succumb to capitalism's slow grind. Ironically, it's streamed on Netflix. <laughs> now, the Korean Cultural Centre in the United Arab Emirates is organising a Squid Game-themed event where contestants can take part in a series of Korean children's games inspired by the show. There won't be any killings or a $38 million cash prize, but the participants will be in for a chance of winning a coveted green tracksuit as worn by the characters on the show. You know what? I was expecting Halloween to be all pink boiler suits and PlayStation mm. face masks. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't see anyone as one. I guess they haven't made them fast enough yet. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, that would have been. That was literally going to be Halloween. Mm. They did have a few. I, I, I saw two, yeah. yeah. I've seen more people as the, um, oh god, what was he called? The front man, his mask style. Mm. I've seen more of them, they must be easy to get hold of. Mm-hmm. So, taking place uh, on October 12th, these games, it's a little bit old, barely aware of date, but no one died, so that's good. <laughs> the games will be held in two hour tournament style sessions, and to apply, applicants must fill out a form containing three questions related to the series. Participants will be dressed in T-shirts with a Squid Game logo, and the event staff will wear the pink circle, black triangle and square costumes worn by the show's game facilitators. In fact, there's been a surge in green tracksuits and white fan sales since its premiere last month. That surprised me. Netflix's highest ranking show in 90 countries, and it? It was good. Yep. Um, I wouldn't say that it was like amazing because it's not an, an original idea. I think what it is it not? Nah, Battle Royale was a very similar thing. Uh, There's a few other, few other shows that are similar that have been done before. But I like the Korean setting. The look of the show is what steals it, though, isn't the pink jumpsuits and the masks? Yeah, yeah. Dub- dubbing aside, it was all right, wasn't it? I don't see dubbing anymore. Don't you? No, I've been watching that My Hero Academia anime, and after five seasons of that, I don't see dubbing anymore. There was a lot of, I want to stab you in the throat! Oh, they changed, <laughs> they did change some of her, that particular woman, I know you're on about, the one that fucks the uh, guy in the toilets. The old man. Has the cigarettes hidden mm. in her vag. <laughs> um, they changed some of the, her actual lines when they dubbed it, because it didn't sound right. Right, okay. That makes sense. Well, it didn't sound right as it come out. No, so. it didn't. But her line should have been something. Di- it would have been. It was different in Korea than it was. That's the liberties they take with dubbing. Some stuff just doesn't translate. But even they've admitted yeah. that they pretty should have left her. I think the reason it was so successful is because people could relate to what they were going through in the in the real world, not in the game. Obviously, yeah, you know, because they were just average people, yeah. weren't yeah. they? Once you get into awesome. a cycle of debt, it's very difficult to get out of. Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't fucking gamble as well, though, should you? That's an illness, so I'm not going to be Not all of them are gamblers. No, but the main character, he's like, he's got no money, but he's got enough to go down the gamble. He's got enough to go down the bookies. It's an illness, mate, and it's like alcoholism. What about the... the I have nothing said against alcoholism. What about the computer guy and the doctor? They weren't gamblers. They just got into 
just got into it, didn't they? Just, yeah, just because wages have been going down and they've been suppressed all around the world. I heard that Sung Woo went to these prestigious Seoul University and finished top in his class of business. <laughs> that should have been that show's catchphrase. The amount of times that was mentioned. Yeah. This is Sung Woo, yeah. Top of his class business, Seoul University. <laughs> Sung Woo, oh yeah. Do you know he went to Seoul University, finished top of his class? Yeah, but it's over in there, in South Korea, in the Asian countries, it's all about academics, isn't it? It is, yeah, but it should have been the show's catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> it should have been. I'm assuming it's a really good university over there, then. Oh, Seoul University will be the most prestigious in the capital, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And you're finishing top of your class in business. <laughs> <laughs> He's a man for the future, Song Woo. Yeah. You've got these pe- people are in debt, and then we see these elite people, businessmen, that Twats. have got billions. They don't know what to do with it. So they're gambling it away on... People's know, lives. People's lives, it's... One of the best bits is when the, the old lady's like talking about the son. She, she just wouldn't talk like the dubbing so bad. <laughs> just like, yeah, he's a lazy loser. Uh. <laughs> I mean, you would never say that about your kid, but because of the dubbing, she probably said something a little bit nicer, hasn't she? <laughs> In her own language. Nah, but. he's a failure. <laughs> <laughs> Southeast Asian culture, he's a, he's a failure, he's a chauffeur. <laughs> He's a failed businessman. He's like Sun Wu who finished off his class at Seoul <laughs> University. In business, no doubt. Maybe it's roughly on. Okay. Iranian man is sentenced to be blinded after leaving a man unable to see in one eye in a brawl. Eye for an eye, motherfucker. Well, that's not that weird. He's going to be totally blinded. Yeah, that's that's weird. Double eye for an eye, in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Yeah, he's, he's sentenced to be blinded. Well, he's in Iran. I'm not, that, I'm not that surprised. Are you not? <laughs> no, not really. It's a ran. <laughs> it's a brawl. A yeah, that's an Islamic old... thing, that keys ass, yeah. Oh, you, you knew about that, did you? I didn't know about that. You did? I knew it was a thing in Islamic law, yeah, that, you, that, that's, that you know, that thieves have their hands cut off. It's like, that's like kind of ironic punishment. Yeah, but blinding someone just for... Yeah, it just, it just doesn't surprise me. Uh, it does. <laughs> But Fair you know, enough. but go on, please. I mean, a court in Iran has sentenced a man to blinded as punishment for leaving his n- neighbour unable to see him one eye during a fight. It is a bit of a shitter, though, isn't it? Oh yeah. He's been sentenced under the country's legal principle of retribution, known as kisas. They allow criminals convicted of violent offences to be subjected to a form of retaliation. Well, shouldn't they just take the one eye out then? You'd think so, wouldn't you? Uh, you know, the punishment's going to be more than the crime, hasn't it? Well, we'll pop it out then. They're going to Oberyn him, they're not going to like, oh, you don't know, Game of Thrones. They're going to gouge his eyes over their thumbs, he's probably going to be a red hot poker. Eyes out. Blinding has been used as a punishment before in Iran, although it is still considered rare. It doesn't specify the defendants who blinded in one eye like his neighbour injured or injured neighbour or both. You'd think you'd want to know that, wouldn't you, when he's sentenced I'd like to know that. Like, you'd be blinded, it's not just a one eye or two. Take him away. I want my own too! Do I need to buy an eye patch or sunglasses? <laughs> <laughs> Get me a Labrador! <laughs> wow, that is that's that, that's interesting. Blinding was first handed down as a punishment by an Iranian court in 2008 when the defendant was sentenced for committing an acid attack. However, the victim pardoned the criminal at the last moment. 
these people have got to live next to each other for the rest of their life. Yeah. A similar incident took place in 2015. Where at each other. He's winking at them. <laughs> <laughs> he's, not, he's fucking blocking from you. Iranian doctors gouged the eye out of a convict who had also committed an acid attack. They gouged his fucking eye it's out. It's barbaric, isn't it? Acid attacks are so shocking, bad, aren't they? Yeah, they're terrible. I don't even get how that started, you know? I hope it wasn't Jack Nicholson and the Joker in, in no, the original Batman movie. No, it was something to do with, like, you know, that's what someone had to hand, wasn't it? And just didn't want one of, you know, someone he dated to to be as pretty or didn't want any other man to have her, so he yeah. threw acid over, you know. Sick though, isn't it? I know. It's just... Well, just perpetuating the violence, gouging people's eyes out. Yeah. Well, that's capital punishment for you, isn't it? You gotta, you gotta. That's the way it works. Is that the punishment is worse than the crime? You kill someone, you get death. You blind someone, you have your eye taken out, or both. It's it's meant to be a deterrent, isn't it? But it doesn't work. So we just do it. That's it, isn't it? You know, America's got death. Well, America has a certain United states have the death penalty in, but you know, they still have more serial killers per capita than any other country. Yeah. More murders. More murders, but you know, Washington is a murder capital of the fucking US. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's terrible. It's, it's, it's you know, it's murders every night, but. And they've got harsh. And they've got harsher prison sentences, yeah. so it's. You've got to look at it again, you've always got to come back to education. The more educated someone is, the less likely they are to commit a crime. Yeah, less in poverty they are. Commit violent crimes. I mean, probably going to commit white collar crimes, but. Well, you can't. Yeah, of course, that's my sweeping generalisation because you always get dickheads. You always get thieves, even amongst the upper class. Look yeah, at the ones who are ruling us now. <laughs> Look at Boris, they're thieves. They're all thieves. Well, see, I'm living in a kleptocracy. Kleptocratic, oligarchic, cacistocracy. A cacistocracy? Cacistocracy. Yeah, it's the worst among us rulers, that is. Moving on to the Queen, she's got a yeah. secret booze tunnel underneath the palace leading to one of London's top bars. Good for her. Mm. Yeah, she's well, the queen. I'd imagine that that was actually built by King George III. He built Buckingham Palace as a London, yeah. London sort of um, getaway. Yeah. And yeah, he would. Uh, he probably built tunnels and shit because he already got. He was universally hated, so he wouldn't want to go out in the streets. Mm. So, the Sun has reportedly stated that the remarkable claim was made by uh, Jack Brooksbank, who suggested there was a total belief one of Her Majesty's palaces to allow the members of the royal family to discreetly travel to the cocktail bar. Mr Brooksbank apparently shared the information with the Daily Mail's royal editor, Richard Eden, at, at a party sponsored by his drinks brand, Casamigos. Oh, it's no El Bandito. It's no El Bandito. That's why I'm on this evening. <laughs> Mr. Eden claimed that Brooksbank said there is one of the Duke, uh, one to the Duke's bar from the St James's Palace. Imagine that. Mm -hmm. Just, just you know, just slipping underneath the old tunnel. She said to stop drinking now, the Queen, for health reasons. Mm. She was seen driving about the other day, wasn't she? She was, yeah, yeah. It's a weird thing that because she drove during the war, she never got a driving licence, but she was driving ambulances and trucks and stuff. Right. And because she never got a driving licence, she can't drive on the roads, but she can drive on her own estates. That's the law. You can drive, it's private land, you can drive on it, whether you got a licence or not. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So she's always driving around on there. She's got enough fucking land, hasn't she? Well, that's it. 
There's a picture here of the Queen sipping a drink in a tunnel with a look what looks <laughs> like a like a leading sort of like a what's that the, the bar yeah a, a, a support rail a guard a guard rail, rail all the way down the I'm, I'm willing to bet that number one there's a little bloke on a mini cart that pulls up <laughs> do you think yeah if they wanted to use it yes they wouldn't walk and number two it would be like lined with portraits and classical music playing and really? drapes and stuff nah. it's probably part of their fucking bomb shelter Nah, I'd like to. Th- I'd like to think the royal staggering along that old uh, singing the song. Yeah, oh, show me the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> Vomiting halfway down it. Yeah, I'll just clean that up for you, madam. <laughs> you do that, sunshine. You're a good boy. <laughs> so the bar that it goes from, the Duke's Bar, is famous for its legendary martini and described by the New York Times as one of the world's best. Yes, it's in the exclusive Duke's Hotel. In Mayfair. Oh, I think I've walked through there. Have you? Yeah. If that's where the Ritz and stuff is, yeah, I've been through that. There's like fucking Lamborghinis and Bentleys. That's all you'll ever be able to do is walk outside, mate. I did walk inside briefly. They took you out. Then some guy came towards me, but I just, I just sort of had a look and then I went back through the door. There's a revolving door. Them places are not for you and me, mate. And in fact, I, was, I looked very much like a tourist. You know, rucksack on, waterproof. I'd never get in there. I could have got in there if I had the money. Have you got some money now, have you? If I, if, <laughs> no, because I could have sat down and had a high tea for 80 quid, some cakes and some tea. 80 quid? Yes, well, that was a few years ago. A mate of mine went down there. They, uh, he's a Londoner, an Eastender. They treated his granddad, his 90th birthday, to, to high tea in the Ritz. It was like 80 quid. Nice. I went to one of the... There's loads of Hiltons over London. Well, that's there? not including drinks, by the way. That was, rum and Coke was ten quid. He went up to the, the pub over the road in the end. I got a nice group on at one of the Hiltons. Fifteen Ooh. quid. It had a little champagne to start, and then afternoon yeah. tea, fifteen quid each. Happy days. Claire's darling with the rich and famous. <laughs> I'm getting a new uh, breeds chippy. What's going on? There's loads of Hiltons. All over London, it's not uh, anything special, is it? And pret a jays and every fucking corner there's a Pret. Pret. Fucking hate Pret. When I find a Mackey's in central London, you've got no chance on a Pret. Fucking every corner. Twats. Never been. You've never been, been to London? I've never been never to, to pret no. no, I've never been to pret a either, but I don't want to. It sounds pretentious to, to <laughs> give them. I'm the Pret. I'm doing a selfie in Pret. Yeah, it sounds pretentious, I don't like it. I have got greasy spoons, I do. Greasy cafe. Well, that's... <laughs> <laughs> mixing with the common folk, eh, yeah. Mike? Cup of tea with you, all day breakfast. It's just heart two attack quid. material. <laughs> For two quid, where are you living at? <laughs> I can fully believe there's a secret booze tunnel. I can fully believe it. Either bringing drinks in or getting royals out. Smuggling fucking what's it called in for Andrew? I don't know what kids it is. Yeah. common is, do they? Well, no. It, it, it was built by like George the Third. That he'd have one because he was hated. So him travelling through the streets would have resulted in his carriage getting pelted. <laughs> oh, there'd be a stabbing in the air, wouldn't there? There would be. I'm guessing that it's a it, it's a really old tunnel. It's a necessity, really. Well, you can't have the royalty mixing with the hyperloy, can you? No. Going through the streets. Like like commoners. 
and their own tunnel. But I still like to imagine the Queen staggering back through it, pissed as fuck. <laughs> Show me the way to go home. <laughs> Vomiting, traffic coding around. Yeah. Uh, well, there we go. I think that's the end of it. So let's uh, let's call it now. I've been Ben. Thank you very much for listening. What should we say tonight? <laughs> You're not going to get mine because I've already thought of it. No. You know what? JFK Jr.'s not coming back and he's not Keith Richards. <laughs> there you go. All right, Mike, thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. And I've been Claire. Just because you've got the T-shirt doesn't mean it's real. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Philosophical. <laughs> uh-huh.